1: Navigation system. Please
2: say a command.
1: On. Ignition. Powered. Seatbelts. Fastened. Shift. Drive. Twin City sports fans, hold on tight. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, this is The Ride with Royce. He's going
3: the distance.
2: So Vaughn takes the final jump to the finish line. And Lindsey Vaughn crosses the line in second. A half second behind uh,
3: I Lindsey Vaughn uh, came down last night and never really got it rolling. I got to tell you that this is the first Olympic event I went out of my way to watch. Because I wanted to see Lindsey Vaughn at the age 33. Trained on Buck Hill originally, uh, go out with a gold medal. But uh, did you anybody else watch that? Downhill? I watched the My downhill
0: video. from beginning to end with the bride last night, and there was a couple things that stood out to me. Number one, just how basically towards the end of that, after all the skiers, I forget how many went down, but that thing turned into the the hill turned into an ice rink by the end of uh, by that's, the end of the runs there. At, towards the that's end why of that.
3: lindy Lindsay chose to go somewhat early. But uh, let me say this about it. I've seen a bunch of downhill courses. This is the most boring downhill course in the most do- boring environment I've ever witnessed. It was, really? Uh, you didn't oh, like it? It was brutal. It was a terrible, uh, not difficult at all. It, uh, I mean, it had the turns, and, and it had the slipperiness of ice, but it was a very... You know, downhill courses have designers like like golf courses do. There's a there's a few of these people who are just like the prominent downhill course designers around the world, and they always hire someone from the Olympics. They didn't have much to work with there. This is a lousy mountain they were skiing the on. The one, Gail. I think... Skiing on, and I think one reason Lindsey lost was their, the degree of difficulty on that, on that uh, course was not nearly what it is in uh, yeah. Europe. Europe when she's in the Alps, you know, in a much more natural terrain than they had here. It was it was a boring, boring uh, downhill course, if you ask me.
0: There was the one gal. I think she was from Italy, but you know, they had that one stretch in the middle there where you had that significant jump, where you'd get some decent air if you were going fast enough. And. She chose to jump right, and then she, halfway through her jump, she realized, oh, crap, I'm going to miss my—she was <laughs> going to miss the mark. And that's when you felt bad for her because she knew she was out of it by then. And
3: the announcers were very depressed uh, that uh, Lindsay never really—she never, had, what, a third of the way down, she was in trouble, and she never really made up any time. And I think, there, I think it was the type of course where it was hard to make up time. Uh, because there wasn't a degree of difficulty with it. I don't want to come off as Mr. Skiing here, but I've, <laughs> I've seen a few downhill courses, and this one was boring, and it was not challenging enough to separate the greats from the near greats, in my opinion, and I think that uh, she would have been better off if the if the course had been more difficult because uh, she's a great uh, tactician. I don't think she was as happy with the bronze as she had to act do you i, I think i mean I she had to be very you know oldest woman ever I wanted to go out with a medal and thank goodness she did but well of course I, she's I, a I world class believe.
0: competitor of course she wanted to win gold but don't don't you think that she had some there were her, her her post game felt very genuine that she was she was happy that she medaled in what she knows is going to be her last
3: run as a, in the Olympics, yes, yeah. but but she also knows she's the best downhiller still at oh age no question she's yeah. the best downhiller in the world and uh, and yeah uh, you know, just think of the uh, just think of the opportunities if she'd gone out with gold oh man uh, instead of bronze
0: yeah so. but then if she goes goes out with gold isn't the question going to be are you going to return in four years.
3: I think she knows that she's already. She well, that was her best quote. That basically she's already pushed the, you know, uh, living on borrowed time in that in that competition. She's just you know. had so many injuries, man. Yes, that's so many yeah. injuries. Well,
0: it was really interesting the piece that NBC put together that aired right before her run, where you're looking back at this 17 year old kid in 2002 in Salt Lake City. You know, just yeah. what she has been through and
3: how long she's been at this is really amazing. Yes, yeah, I always told you that I first fell in love with Lindsey Vaughn when uh, I went up to cover her in the slalom, and I think it was the slalom, and she fell down, and she came over and gave us quotes right away. I thought, you know, because you otherwise you would have had to stay for both runs. But if you don't finish a run, you're done. You know, you, there's not like they put the two times together, so uh, you do, you don't uh, you don't finish a run. So she she came over and gave us quotes right off the bat. So we she earned really a spot
0: in your heart forever. She was a
3: local. Yeah, she was a local, but she's always been a big personality, and uh, so what the sport needed and what the Olympics needed. Fort in fact, Minnesotans are being widely hailed on NBC today as the heroes of yesterday's competition. Of course, with Jesse Diggins being part of the uh, tandem that uh, won in uh, cross-country skiing, which is unheard of for the Yankees. Yes. For uh, the Yanks. Never before a uh, gold medal for uh, women in uh, cross-country. And uh, I think what we had won in men or something like that. 1976. Bill, Co- was that Bill Koch? I can't remember Co- the name. Coke. Bill I, Coke? Koch? Yes, Coke, yes, Bill Koch, K-O-C-H. And that was a stunning upset. But. My story of cross country at the Olympics I've covered—I covered three Winter Olympics—was uh, well, you always had some good Minnesota fellas, and you know it's a very exhausting, cruel, cruel sport. But we were so far behind the curve that you would go out and cover somebody, and they'd finish 28th, you know, or something like that. They had—they never had a chance uh, in. Uh, in cross-country uh, skiing. So uh, the uh, to see the U.S. actually competing in it is uh, pretty phenomenal compared to what uh, I, I remember you'd go out and, for instance, Lillehammer. By the way, in Lillehammer, when they had some of the featured cross-country races, 100,000 people would show up on the hill to watch it. What? It was basically oh. their favorite sport. Aren't you glad you live in a country where... That's not cross-country skiing <laughs> right. is not number one on the list because I got nothing against it, but they leave and they disappear for an that, hour. That's what I was going to ask. It's almost <laughs> like they when, disappear for an hour. So you sit there for how, for how long and you watch them for eight <laughs> seconds. Well, if you're on the finish line, start line, finish line, you see them leave, and then an hour later you see them return. For an hour, I guess you drink w- hot wine and have a good old time, but uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it, 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 it's to me, I, I, I'm, I'd hate to have to cover it for a little bit. I was
0: just going to say, it's that. almost like covering a snowmobile race. Because mm-hmm.
3: you got to take your word for it. Right? When they yeah. tell you what happened, you can't see it. you got to say, oh, okay. You know, the guy could say, you know, somebody ran out of the woods and tripped me, and we wouldn't know if they were telling the truth or not. So, uh, although, I guess we do have cameras. How do you but, fit 100,000 people there, too? Well, it was a big, wide-open area up there, and they were—they were nuts. Wow! Yeah, uh, you know, they just—they just loved it, and it—it uh, uh, it, it was an interesting uh, thing. But the what we'd always get from the uh, Yankees we covered was yes, we finished twenty-seventh, but we had our personal best. Personal best is big in cross-country Oh, it's huge! I can yeah. tell you that. Personal that is best, huge. So. But congratulations, Jesse Diggins. I have got. I have not yet seen the replay. I want to see the finals because I guess. I guess it was fantastic. They went fruitcake huh, when they won. And I guess uh,
0: Murph Murph had this nugget earlier. Apparently, we were already doing ice cream named after her in Afton. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm going to see if I can find the name of it because Murph had it earlier. They well, better they be. be.
1: They better give her a key to the city <laughs> and put her face on the billboard sure, and have a
3: parade and hey, everything else. You know, and if I any of to... you guys mock it, I'm coming to look for you. No, here's the deal. <laughs> they used to have the great hamburger joint out there, Lurks, right? Yeah. L-U-R-K, posh to B-S, Lurks. And I went, they stopped. They, I don't think it's there. And it's been, it hasn't been Lurks for a long time, and I don't think the building's occupied. Come on. Oh, here we All go. All she's got to do is put her name on it. We'll be flocking Boom. in that damn thing. Get Lurk's old hamburger recipe and let's get <laughs> started here. Come on, J- Jesse's. Let's go. I think it would uh, be fantastic. That's sport. Somebody, will, somebody will probably correct me on Lurks, but I don't think Lurks is there anymore.
1: Pat, wouldn't that sport be a lot more fun if it was all downhill? Those guys are skiing uphill. <laughs> Sop hills. Yeah. yeah I'm through a, the woods. I grandma's don't, house. I don't approve of skiing uphill.
3: Doesn't it just look
1: exhausting? Oh my god.
3: Oh, well, <laughs> it, only, it only looks exhausting because it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my favorite ever, though, was the fat guy from Fiji. who uh, was, as I was talking about him yesterday. He represents at Fiji at Lillehammer. and he stop every ten feet. Here so come and take the Norwegians. Here come the Norwegians, and then the Finns, and then the Commies, and then and then us, and then some other guys. And about an hour later, here come the fat guy from Fiji, and they They'd stick around and cheer like crazy for him because he was a, you know, he was an exchange student in uh, in Oslo, and he decided to represent Fiji in the Olympics. That's All right, fantastic. Sel- All right, Selma's ice cream parlor in Afton,
0: Patrick is going to. Have- have two different ice creams named after Jesse Diggins. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, right. The first one is going to be digging for gold. Nice. Okay. And the other is digging in for Jesse Diggins ice cream. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's do we awesome. know?
3: Uh, do we have flavors here? Or just, I think
0: this uh, this basically just happened a couple of hours
3: ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think that's the flavor, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Are they trying to take advantage? They are trying to take... I hope they're donating this to the Olympics. Sir. Well, it
0: Something looks like it's a locally owned shop. Me? No, they've donated to their bank account.
3: Let's make some, <laughs> let's make some coin here. All right. Let's her, get Jesse to open lurks. That's what I say. Her
1: and her family get to eat for free. There That'd you be go. That's, that's true. She
0: can right get there. all the ice cream she wants. That's all
3: right. We shall return. But anyway, I watched some Olympics last night. I'm very proud of myself.
0: Welcome to the party, sir. Okay.
3: Did any gentlemen know uh, when the hockey game, uh, the annual hockey game, uh, annually either at the World Championships or at the Olympics between U.S. and Canada for the gold medal is? Did I just see 10? I believe it's Which would be tonight. 11 Eastern time?
0: Yeah, I
4: think it's 11 Eastern time. And, and yeah,
3: they're going to have to do it without me. Go go for it, girls! But uh, you can uh, what? Uh, you, you, you're going to have to do it without me. That's Jess will late. be excited though because uh, we have a Marvin on the team, so uh, we got uh, that means uh, another gold medal for uh, Warroad if they win. So that would be good. So uh, the Fighting Twinks down here uh, start play tomorrow. Sort of uh, the Gophers are here, six o'clock game, uh, and then uh, they uh, then they start playing what seems like a very rapid fire spring training taking place down here, what with them leaving here March 25th, but then again, what, it's only, is today the 21st? Today's the 21st, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just starting so damn early that it uh, doesn't seem like it's uh, too long. hmm. I mean, they've First full-team workout is uh, Monday, and they're playing a real exhibition game on Friday. We've never we've never played them that quickly, I don't think. What's the expectation
0: for the Goofs baseball this year? Are we going to be in contention? I, I wonder
3: t- how the pitching's going to be. Maybe I'll get John Anderson to run up here tomorrow at, uh, right off oh, the beautiful. bat. Oh, uh, beautiful. The game starts at 6, but maybe he can run up here for give us 10 minutes. They've been hitting like crazy yeah. the last couple of years. It's the pitching that uh, they got they got to... Uh, worry about a little bit they had i think they had a young pitching staff last year they might uh they might be a little better this time around. Okay. so i i am not sure but the twins uh heard today uh from a twins official that uh there are so many free agents out there they're still looking because there's well, i don't know be, how you could there's be. gonna have to yeah. be some bargains right now not necessarily a pitcher either i think a uh, right-handed bat how about Matt Holliday for about two million? I would absolutely take him. Yeah, I really yeah, would. As, as your DH. Huh? Well, Gomez Here's just signed trouble, for four world. million,
0: and he was projected to get
3: a three-year deal after, after. Who just signed?
0: Carlos Gomez, your guy.
3: Oh yeah. Well yeah, it, it's, I, I wouldn't. Uh, he, who thought he was going to get a three-year deal?
0: Baseball, uh, MLB trade rumors had projected that he was going to get a multi-year contract. And I forget which writer said that they wouldn't be shocked if he got a three-year deal. But that just goes to show you what what, an, what a di- weird market that it's been for free agents in baseball this offseason.
3: Well, uh, what they're de- deciding is, they're you know rather than give a guy like Matt Holiday a whole bunch of them, they'll take Matt Holiday but not for a whole bunch of money they'll let one of their own guys uh you know one yeah. of the guys they're developing stay but if you get if you uh if you were uh, let's say sign Matt holiday that since that puts kenny vargas on the bricks and uh you know probably robbie grossman too right well because yeah, because here's the deal as i told molly today molitor today i said you know how much do you need and your fourth outfielder to be a real outfielder, you know, like Zach Granite or somebody, not, not Grossman or somebody. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. I said, you know, you're going to start off with 12 pitchers, but you'll have 13 by April 15th. Let's face it. <laughs> you know, you're going to have it. He says, I don't like the three-man bench. I said, nobody likes the three-man bench, but you're going to end up with one. So uh, you, you cannot have Vargas and Grossman and, you know, if you bring in Matt Holiday, then, then he's your DH, right? And with his injury history, I don't know.
0: Well, and not to mention that because of the injury that Sano had, Sano's probably going to be your DH to start the season if he's still coming back from the
3: injury. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they could play Escobar there, and he could DH some. That's that's true, but uh, I wonder if he's going to be ready to start the year. I, I don't know. He's... He's looking big, although I heard some people defending him this uh, this time. And we, you know, we don't know if he's going to get suspended for two weeks or something either. So, right? You know, they're not. That's that's really up in the air. But uh, there are such uh, there's there's so much there's so many players out there. You got to take a look, right? Well, and I know many. that's why they say seventy some, but you know, I suppose. There might be 25 real major leaguers out there, you know, guys that you might want on their team still looking for a job.
0: You know, the boys in the morning, given the fact that the Rays had another trade, were trying to rekindle the idea of maybe acquiring uh, Chris Archer for, uh, you know, seeing what that was going to cost the Twins to probably get him in the mix.
3: I've (laughs) tried to tell these. Did you see my reaction? I sure did. That's why I
0: brought it up, sir. (laughs)
3: Yeah. I can't even say uh, (laughs) what I say. Some, I can't even remember. Like, give it a rest. Give partners. it a rest, fellas. They don't give anything a rest. No. I heard Wetmore. They were talking about this last night. Like, like Oterizzi, I I had a tirade about this yesterday. Like Oder acquiring Rizzy means nothing. They'd you'd get Chris. What they want is the Twins to give up Nick Gordon and Max Kepler and Stephen Gonzalez Gonzalez. And somebody else. Give up those three and somebody else. So then they can complain about them giving up too much for Chris Archer. Right? Right. That's what that's what Mackie and Judd want. They want you gotta go get Archer and then they go get Archer and then they're mad who they gave up for Archer. And you Right. right. That's you know, I guess that's how you do 4 hours of talk radio by talking nonsense. I do
0: wonder too because after they had the a trade yesterday, I I looked up their payroll my god, who what's left they're of the payroll? Well, they're
3: probably but, this, they wanted to get close to 60 and they're probably almost there now and according to Topper Mark Topkin he doesn't think they're going to trade Archer or Kiermaier. Now they might trade Archer at the trading deadline, but they're not going to trade him now.
0: But do you realize that because they got Span, they're paying Span eleven million this year, yes. and Wilson Ramos ten and a half million dollars yes, this but year. but
3: that's but they're not going to get anybody to take those two guys. The reason they got rid of Sosa is because they got they got the reason they've gotten rid of the guys they've gotten rid of is they could get people to take them, right? Yes. Nobody wants Span, and they took Span because he was cheaper than Longoria, and his contract is up after this year. So how about and this? Pat? They took, and they took. Uh, well, you'd have to take Span, yeah. Yeah, you'd and
0: have to. Ramos. I huh? will take both those contracts. That lessens the bounty we'll have to give up for a guy like Archer. What do you think? Float that trade. both.
3: Add, uh, yeah, and then, then what do you do? Uh, no, but you've given up Kepler then, so yep. then Span can play right. Field he can play
0: for, in the for, outfield.
3: For, okay, so that's what you can do. There we go. You Give up Kepler, blah blah blah, and then you take back Span, and then we can complain about taking back Span. Right? See, that's we what we do here. <laughs> we
0: solve problems on this show. But,
3: yeah, we do. We do. Uh, that, that's what I said all along. You got to give him. You got to give em your best starting prospect, one of your uh, young outfielders, Kepler, and your uh, number your number two rated overall prospect, Nick Gordon. And then you got to take Denard's band for eleven. Is it eleven? $11 dollars. Great country. Man. Yes, it is. Yes, but, it uh, is. I, it ain't happening. But that won't stop these gentlemen from talking about it. <laughs> Boy, I almost said something. Yes, I almost you did. forgot. I, I almost forgot. I worked with them. I think now I saw Judd post the, the twins. Can't be done yet. Did he write that two days in a row or did he repost it? I other
0: think one? it was posted by himself and then the station account, oh, sir. But okay. I believe All it's right. the same Good. article. Because he
3: didn't write it two days in a
0: row. That right? would be unprecedented if he <laughs> read it two <laughs> days in a row. Yes. All That's
3: right. how fired up Judd was about it. He had to write it twice. Because mm-hmm. this team is, when you look at the, twi- the this baseball season, right? You look at Houston and you look at the Yankees and you think, boy. If the Twins are just more aggressive, they're right there with those two teams. Let's go for it. Isn't that what your attitude is? Absolutely. You look at these Twins and say, boy, they're just on the cusp of pushing the Yankees and the Astros out of the way and winning the World Series, maybe the next three or four World Series, if we only get Chris Archer. Not
0: to mention, even if you get Archer, you're probably still the second best team in your own division.
3: This is true. This is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, this is not like this team is on the cusp, you know. It's it's you know you can be on the cusp of being in the wild card round again, uh, but uh, and yeah. You well,
0: mentioned Houston. Speaking of that, I saw something last night. I forgot to text you or tweet it at you just to get you going, but it said, "Who's going to break up the Astros dynasty?" <laughs> <laughs> one World Series. Who's going to break up the hey, dynasty? Yeah, we, okay. Even though we said the same exact thing a year
3: ago about the Cubs. <laughs> well, the Cubs were a cinch. You know, they were going to win like five of the next six. So.
0: Do we have All a projection right. on how many games the Astros are going to win this oh, year? Are they going to go past a hundred? Well, this they're going to be good. I'm not. That's yeah. not what I'm questioning. But it's the dynasty angle of it. They've won <laughs>
3: one World Series. Yeah, I bet the Cubs are feeling bad because they had a very short dynasty after 108 years of waiting to win. All right, let me, you guys are trying to agitate me. Ever succeeding. I'm not in a mood to be agitated today. It makes me ornery. All right, we'll be back. This is going to be an outstanding sports update by Johnny Height because we're giving him the uh, 5.30 one-off to have the hockey half-hour with Jess there Myers. go. Yes, this will be Alrighty. wonderful. John Jess was very is gonna... disappointed in that news, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Jess is going to give us some uh, breakdown on Jason Zucker. What is wrong with that guy scoring goals like he is? So what's going on, John? Uh, this update is sponsored by KFC. If you like sharing and eating fried chicken, then
2: KFC's $10 chicken share is perfect for you. Grab a friend, get to what you like doing. KFC, it's finger licking good. Minnesota native took home a gold medal for a women's cross-country ski event at the Olympic Games in Pyeongchang, South Korea. Uh, Jessica, or as everybody calls her, Jessie Diggins of Afton, along with Utah native Keegan Randall, took home the gold for Team USA after the women's team sprint freestyle cross-country skiing final. With that win, Diggins and Randall become the first Americans to win an Olympic gold medal in a women's cross-country skiing event. Uh, Tonight, of course, the women's hockey team goes for the gold. They're playing... Canada. And Pat, I've got
0: more information about the uh, ice cream that they're going to be doing in after. Apparently it's all part of a celebration that's being planned by the city. I want city. the
3: flavors.
0: Uh, we don't have the flavors well, yet. what
3: the hell good is it? Well, then? they don't, just came up with it this morning. Well, you gotta have a, you can't say we're going to have this ice cream until you decide what it's going to be. <laughs> I have rules. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's
1: right.
3: Here's our new flavor, but we don't know what the hell it is. We're just going to try to take advantage of one of our own winning a gold medal. Okay. <laughs> girls' State Hockey Tournament. gold, right? It's got to be caramel. Yeah, tournament. it's,
0: uh, it's digging be... for gold. So I'm assuming it's like kind yeah, of a rocky road, caramel Yeah,
2: Maybe a butterscotch yeah, but or something. Butterscotch. Oh, yeah, that'd yeah. be good. God, I love butterscotch. I do, too. Oof. I do, it too. Girls'
3: State Hockey Tournament. I had, had a tournament. butterscotch malt at the Dairy Queen. Oh, it's the night. best. Come
2: on. Mm-hmm. best. Class A A action, Proctor-Hermantown upset Red Wing, 2-zip. Bracken 9-2 win over Marshall. Tonight, New Ulm and Warroad. And New so- Ulm. New Ulm. And St. Paul United and Alexandria. Kenny was rolling his eyes at that ice cream talk there a little bit. There. What? That's super important. I'm glad you got you
1: guys let everybody know what you had for dinner last <laughs> night,
3: <laughs> night. Jeez. No, we were talking about butterscotch, mm-hmm. and I wanted to Ooh. point out that I just experienced it uh, a few hours nah, ago. I had a strawberry
1: shake think? two nights ago. Why are you so been. bitter, Was Kenny. it good? Just get on with this show, Dumb Dumbs.
3: By the way, Kenny. Yes, sir. Uh, because the uh, twins have moved back to the big neighbor. Yeah. I'm getting uh, way too heavy a dose of them walking through the stadium here. Ooh, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. That, I that is some
3: boring radio, boy. Well, I know.
1: <laughs> I know, man. Hats off to my buddies at work over there. You guys, I don't know how you do it, but uh, <laughs> I respect you. Yes. Um, go so for it. They, don't,
3: they don't have cutting edge radio like we do. <laughs> here at
1: yeah. I'm sure they don't play like 10 minutes of farts like we do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Talk
2: about butterscotch malts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Gopher <laughs> men's team, basketball team, wraps up their home portion of the schedule tonight. They're playing Iowa at Williams Arena. Uh, by the way, Gophers' uh, sophomore guard Amir Coffey had surgery on his right shoulder today, according to his father, and the surgery was, of course, Successful. successful. That's Unless right. it
3: was Sharif Floyd's, because it was the surgeon's fault, <laughs> so we don't want to pay him. Yep. That, really, uh,
0: that really worked you up yesterday, didn't
3: it? It really did. Yeah, it's worked me up on Twitter, too, and they're all mad at all those Viking apologists, jackasses. Mad at me. <laughs>
0: what I can't understand is why would they be mad at you when it's directly affecting a no, player they, on the team? No, they're defending Spielman. Defending oh, the team. Oh, they're defending sure, the
3: Vikings, sure. because it was the surgeon's fault, not the Vikings' fault. It was football's fault, Okay. <laughs> coffee
2: i had the surgery he was held out the rest of the season after he continued to have pain in the shoulder timetable four to six months that would make him ready for the next season twins and trevor may now have a timetable also they're targeting early june for his return that would line up with the recent recent roster move that put may on the 60-day disabled list that made roster room for annabelle sanchez who was signed last week he's got a
3: new podcast trevor may basically devoted to warcraft or one of those games he's a big into the video game you
0: know i i follow trevor on twitter you know what i wish for i wish what? for a world in which the twins could combine times and have trevor may be a teammate of lou ford
3: <laughs> they that, could have a oh they could have some vicious games. They could the out each games.
2: other. It would be mm-hmm. spectacular. Ex-Twins mm-hmm. news. The Rays signed Carlos Gomez. He'll get four mil if he passes a physical. Uh, deal also apparently includes up to a million dollars in incentive bonuses. Ken Handy-Holly, a defensive back who played eight games for the Gophers, as a true freshman last year, has been given his release. handy Holly's a native of Jackson, Alabama. He wants to transfer closer to home. Mike Patrick has ended his long and distinguished career at ESPN. Patrick began play-by-play that role with the network in 1982. He will be at Cameron Indoor Stadium tonight for the Duke-Louisville basketball game, and he'll join Dan Schulman, Jay Bellis, and Maria Taylor for an on-air segment. He said, it's wonderful to reflect on how I've done exactly what I wanted to do with my life. Patrick was the voice of ESPN Sunday Night Football from 87 to 2005 played a major role in broadcast of college football and basketball. ESPN will air a tribute to his career, narrated by host Reese Davis, uh, throughout Wednesday on Sports Sunday. I
3: think he was pretty good, but uh, wasn't highly critical of. Uh, had the very often. Nice. He could uh, kiss some mining. <laughs> he could do that, yes. During his broadcast. All right, Johnny, thank you. You bet. H- have a good trip home early here while hey. like, Kenny's still working.
2: Sonny. <laughs> beep,
4: beep, beep, beep.
1: That that doesn't work, Roycey. Traffic report. Let's do some traffic and weather together. Traffic and weather? On the ride with Roycey. By the way, I told Dave Harrigan he should be more like John Haidt the other day, and Harrigan replied, You mean come
3: in late and leave early? Yeah. That's our guy, Johnny. Interesting stories out of Arizona. One written by our guy, uh, Myron Medcalf. It's on ESPN right now, getting good play on ESPN.com. This Grand Canyon University. That oh, uh, I saw this. It's a Christian school. Yes, and they got into the whack, and uh, Don Dan Meyerly is coaching them. Of course, the uh, one of the first legends of the Phoenix Suns yeah. is coaching them. But it was a little Christian school with 900 students, basically going out of business, and uh, they a bunch of big businessmen got behind it put money into it it is a for-profit school and they last year and it, it it's got a bunch of students but where they're really making their money is online they had 19 uh they got 19,000 students at grand canyon registered but they got 70,000 online students and in the fir- in the first or second quarter i can't remember which of last year They made $218 million as a for-profit college. They made more money than the WWE did in that quarter. And uh, this this is Myron's piece. And they're getting like two-thirds of that comes from federal funds, you know, loans that the kids or students are getting and uh, everything. But uh, they're complaining now, though, that they have they have to pay. They have a big campus, and they have to pay nine point two million dollars in property taxes. The biggest property taxpayer in the state. Well, you can't be for profit and then say, "Well, we're an educational institution. Yeah, so and therefore, we we, yes, we shouldn't have to pay property taxes anyway." They are leading the WAC. And, you know, the WAC has now basically been destroyed as a conference. It's got schools from all over. the. It's, it's really a mismatch. But this is the first year they, they became Division One in 2013. But this is the first year they're eligible for the NCAA tournament. And they have a pretty good team. They might go. Did you read this story, uh, Manny?
4: I have not read it. No.
3: It is there. Well, they one guy they got they recruited to come in down there i guess the facilities are beautiful the campus is beautiful they beat out notre dame and four or five other big time schools to get him to come down there then they're getting transfers and uh, they're uh, and I I guess they draw a pretty good crowd, but the facility I guess is fantastic that they have down there. What's the name uh, of the school again? Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon. The Grand Canyon Antelopes. I didn't I didn't wow. read the article.
0: Canyon. I saw your tweet uh, about it. Maybe you retweeted Marcus. But
3: yes, Myron. Myron. I'm sorry, Myron. But how?
0: Uh, how how much are they charging for tuition? Is it on par with most other institutions down there? Or are
3: they? Uh, you know, well, it's a private school. I don't know if they're charging. They, they can't be charging huge, I wouldn't think. But as they, but if they they're making up,
0: that much money, holy cow.
3: They set up the online business, though, and I guess that is where you're really tearing it up. The other story is uh, also uh, in the Grand Canyon area. Did you see the Doug Plank story? No. Doug Plank, the uh, the cheap shot artist of the Chicago Bears, uh, <laughs> one of their safeties. Of course, he and Fensick uh, would come up and hit you, that's for sure. Uh, and I didn't know this. I guess I should have. The name, the 46 defense of the Bears, Buddy Ryan's 46 defense. Yep. I thought it was named after, like, we got four guys. We got four guys lined up, and we got six guys standing, and we're going after the quarterback with ten guys. That's why. That's where I thought the forty-six came from. It came from Doug Plank's number, uh, number forty-six, because uh, uh, that's because he uh, went up and played on the line of scrimmage. I guess a lot of times, or he was up in the box like Harrison Smith is, the four-six. But he was uh, driving the other night. He was in Flagstaff area. He lives there, I guess. He lost uh, his truck uh, he, on a ramp. He, was, it was, he had ice on a ramp. He, the truck, he lost the rear end of the trunk and started flipping. Flipped over eight times. Oh, my God. There were people behind him. Flipped over eight times. They, there's, a, there's photos out of, of the truck. He crawled out uh, through a window. Uh, lung collapsed. Eight broken ribs. Vertebrae laceration, but he's alive! Holy cow. He's uh he's alive, so that's good. Uh, Doug Plank is a uh, uh, tough guy. I guess he proved he's a tough guy by living through that car accident, uh, or truck accident. And one other thing uh, that, that shows you the uh, goofiness of people. Kadire's uh, down here, and Morneau's down here, right? They're Are you going to explain the right? quote that we were Let's, seeing? Yes. Okay, yeah. good. Latroy's down here and tory's down here and it's just agitation city right (laughs) i mean that's they were all going golfing today except latroy but they were they were going golfing today this morning or this afternoon and they're going tomorrow morning and uh you know they're having a good old time it's a reunion well uh makes a comment about morneau's got to be knocked off his pinnacle right pedestal pedestal yeah you see he, there's some guys around here who got to be knocked off their pedestal well this is all a joke because Morneau had a fungo with his name emblazoned. Oh, he was given up he was given a fungo that had his name on it and Cuddy was giving him a hard time because he's been employed for a year, longer than Morneau, and he doesn't have his name on his fungus. I think Kadiar's got an argument So here. this was baseball humor at its finest. <laughs> and of course, Phil Miller tweeted this little byplay out, and people started taking it seriously like there was a big feud going on between Kadiar and Morneau. It's baseball, dummies. You agitate. That's what you do. Well, That's well, what makes it great.
0: What was funny is the original quote that Phil sent out, it didn't really indicate who Kadire was saying it towards. And yes. so that's why people thought, "Oh, okay. I wonder if he's talking about, you know, a player on the team or somebody in the front office or who is he talking
3: about?" But knowing Kadire, he's not going to No, but say- he'd mentioned something about Morno there oh, he was, there did was a okay. previous okay. tweet. But the Kadire <laughs> quote was left generic, but it was obviously it was about Morneau, if you knew it. It but was it
0: great because Murph and I were sitting in the other room, Patrick. Before G.L. And Murph said, "Oh my God, who's could I are talking about here?" And then we quickly <laughs> after that realized that it was a it was a yeah, joke it was, between it the guys. It was <laughs> baseball
3: agitation and you know as pranky as these guys were to each other and the way they ripped each other when they played. It's even worse when they're just down there on on down here on this lark, right? Where they've got nothing to get prepared Players, for. Yeah, <laughs> play go, I mean they go out and they you see them working with a player here and there and talking to guys, but by the way, we got four of them. Yep, they could all play. Really? They're in better shape than half the players. Every one of them. Mornos still a rock. Keneir looks fantastic. Hunter is, you know, what he is. He's, he's, I don't think he's an ounce heavier than when he played. And Latroy is tall and skinny. They they absolutely look like they could make the team. You know what would be them.
0: great? Is if next year they showed up early for fantasy camp.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, Molitor. Molitor basically said, "I don't think I'm allowed to put Morno in the batting cage, you know. He might make the team."
4: So, well, right? Morneau and well, Morno and and Cuddy, they're both they haven't neither one of them turned 40 yet. Probably no, you know. Cutty, I think Cutty's what 38, 39
3: maybe yeah. something like that. Yeah. Say so. Cuddy's younger than me. Well, and Morno's 37, I think, right? Yeah. Cuz he was still hoping he, he was, was going to get a job. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll be back, uh, people. It's baseball. It's humor. They have fun with each other. That's when you play 162 games. You got to agitate.
2: Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now,
3: this day in history. Patrick. Apparently, two men approached the speaker's rostrum and. Uh, Discharged shots at him from apparently very close range. As
2: I turned around quickly, and the next thing I saw was Malcolm falling back in a dead faint.
4: My mother threw herself over her babies, and she yelled out, they're killing my husband. And I saw people crawling on the floor. I saw. And so I got down, too. Then when I was looking out, and I saw um, someone looking amazement to the front. I knew they had shot my husband.
3: On this day in history, Malcolm X was assassinated. Uh, He was addressing his Organization of Afro-American Unity at the Audubon Ballroom in Washington Heights in New York. And uh, he was assassinated by uh, members of the Nation of Islam. He, of course, as Malcolm X had been in the Nation of Islam, ended up starting a, uh, I wouldn't call it a rival organization, but another organization. And uh, he was preaching that... uh, you know black nationalism and racial separatism was not the way to go that they should uh, figure out a different method and uh, the nation in islam didn't like
4: that and he was assassinated hi this is chris howard host of plugged in with chris howard the college football playoff committee made their decision on sunday and as much as i loathe the idea of ohio state losing their way into the college football playoff i 100 percent agree with osu making it in over bama